Perception, Perception is, is reality. Reality. All right, folks, welcome to the podcast. This is the 186th episode, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Perception is reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. Please share the show with everyone you know. Remind folks we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. All they got to do is search for us by name. They can also simply just Google search the name or they can Google search Bilbrey Podcast. Or the easiest way is to simply just enter the home link, which is perception.fireside.fm. We'll pull up any of those ways. And lastly, don't forget to check me out on Facebook. At Facebook, I release live video episodes five nights a week if I can either at 8.35 or 9.35 p.m., along with other written content, news articles, and so on and so forth. Please check that out. That's Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook or facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey 318. All right, so I got that out of the way because, I'll be honest, I'm having a crisis of faith, a political crisis of faith, a, a, a crisis of political faith. I guess is what I would want to say. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I'm I'm really pissed off. I'm like mad. I'm anxious. I'm angry. I'm upset. I I have started to record this episode, or I've started to record something like eleven different times today, and that's not to include the other full episode that I had recorded. And ready to release. That was last week. And then I got sick. It's been like two weeks since I've released an episode. Because we had the election. And I didn't release an, uh, an episode on Tuesday, election day. Then that following week, I, I, there was nothing. And then in the next week, I was sick. So it's been like two weeks. And I, and I hate that. Because I, I had an episode planned how I was going to talk to you about how... I was going to give you this analogy between old shirts and new shirts and talk to you about how we need to look at the political candidates like that, but I'll be honest, I don't feel it. And so while I've been trying to write down different things and I have a couple different scripts put together for an episode, I started to record those, but I just didn't feel it and I couldn't force myself into faking it. So here I am sitting at 7 p.m. the day that this should have been already released, Tuesday, recording this. I've been dreading it all day long because I don't know what's going on. I'm feeling so fed up with it all because for the first time in a long time, I'm really questioning what I'm doing. I'm questioning if it's making a difference. I love what I do. I love the back and forth. I love being involved. I love going to meetings. I love the research. I love the politics. I love the mind game of it all. I love the blood sport that politics is. But I, 
I'm really having a hard time understanding if it's making a difference. If what I'm doing is making a difference. And, and what's the use of all of this? I just... I, I, I love talking with all of you. I love creating content. I love the recording aspect of it. I love everything that I do with the podcast. And I'm not talking about quitting. I've just got to give myself that boost... Something has to happen that makes me understand that this is all worthwhile. Now, I've got an interview in a couple days with John Maurer, John Moore, John Maurer, Moore Maurer. I guess that's the first question. We're going to find out how to pr pronounce his name. The libertarian candidate running for Secretary of State of Indiana. And I feel good about him, and I feel good about what his campaign and his candidacy means in the state and it can do a lot of good things and we'll get into all of that with him but I feel like I'm standing on a cliff and the cliff has two paths I can jump left or I can jump right and both jumps are scary. And because of everything that's currently going on and that's been going on and how the election shook out and even going into the election, where is everybody? We need people to step up. You know, I, I tell people all the time, just hold on. I hear people doing what I'm doing all the time, and I'm there to lend a hand. But I feel like I don't have that from someone else. Like, I'm wondering... Is what I'm doing important? Like, would it be better if I didn't do what I'm doing? Am I hurting candidates? Am I so caustic and, and everybody just hates me so much that I am not helpful? I mean, does it, does it really do something being the voice of dissent or, or or some people might say the voice of reason hey, okay i'm the voice of reason but if the bad guys are always winning and the reason isn't being heard then what i mean there's so much division in what's going on nationally you know i i watched the 2000 mules I watched the 2,000 Mules, and you know it's like, holy shit, I, I don't know what to do with this. But you talk about this, and everyone goes crazy. And it doesn't matter if there's actual evidence there or not evidence there, if it's made-up evidence, if it's whatever. The people on the other side are just never going to, never going to buy into it. They're never going to believe it. 
Do I just say to hell with it and go full on national? I know I've talked about this before. But locally, it doesn't seem like it seems like I've hit a wall. Seems like I'm hitting a wall. I'm I'm hitting a wall. I, I got the idea right after the election that I needed to start focusing more on state level politics. I needed to start interacting with more state representatives, state senators. But now I'm up against it because I've I've got battles going on with all of the county chairmen. They all do what they can to knock me down and and to say that I'm a bad guy and and don't listen to him. He does this. I mean, you know, like why? Who is any one of these chairmen, chairwomen, or whatever? Who are these people? to be able to say who or what I am. I am a political mind, but if it's not being used, and if it's not getting a point across, if it's being heard by all of you people, the thing that frustrates me is I see my numbers I know you guys listen. Some of you like what I say. Some of you don't like what I say. Some people listen because you like. Some people listen because you don't like. But the point of the matter is, if it's not causing people to rally up to do things that make things better, then what's the point? Should I be focusing my efforts in a different way? Should I be doing something different? You know, there are going to be those people who say, well, maybe you ought to try being less caustic. Well, I mean, maybe I should sell out. Is that, is that what it is? Should, should I sell out? Should I say, okay, 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 you've beat me down. Uh, JD is a good state representative. I'm sorry. You know, because he's not. He's not, and I'm never going to believe that. I'm never going to think he is. But he gets another two years. Meanwhile, his opponent in the last election, a good friend of mine, someone who would have been a fantastic representative will go on being a teacher for two years, will have time with her husband and her friends, will get a go and do things, and will hold JD accountable, but he gets to continue doing what he wants to do and thinking that he's somebody, thinking that he has power, and it's not power. I hate when people say they, they do this to keep the power. What power do they have? They don't have any power. That's not real power. Brittany Clower has power. She can come and go as she pleases, do what she wants, and not answer to anybody. That's power. JD is a prisoner. He's a slave. He has sold his soul. 
but he's in mixing it up. I don't want to sell my political soul to, to, to be able to make a difference or be on the... I don't care about winning or losing. I care about the right people being in the right place to make a difference. That's what I care about. Oh, okay, I've got to I've got to do a sponsorship, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to this weirdness. Um, this is the 186th episode of Perception Is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. We'll be right back. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Aurora Frames. From photo to frame, enjoy all your memories with ease. Share 10,000 plus photos and videos worry-free with no storage limit. They also allow you to easily invite family and friends with the Aurora app, and you don't have to mess with a memory card or subscription fees. Aurora helps you keep your photos secure and makes it easy to control who has access to your frame. They're meticulously calibrated for color and brightness, and their state-of-the-art color display eliminates screen fatigue and ensures your photos look like the real deal. Check out Aurora Frames at www.auroraframes.com. That is A-U-R-A-F-R-A-M-E-S.com. Check them out today. Folks, we are back. <laughs> back to what? I do not know. But we're back. Man, it was even a struggle to get through that ad. I, I had a, a new ad that I needed to make, and I like it, it took me a long time to get that out. I I am really struggling and and it's it's this It's this feeling that I have this every now and then, so I don't want anybody to freak out. But I am always good at being the person that tells people, don't give up. Don't have that crisis of faith. We can make a difference. And every so often, I have this feeling. But it, it's it's much more intense this time because I feel like I feel like the 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 enemy here is getting stronger. And while I feel strong and I am I I feel like I have what it takes inside me and I know that many of you do too. I just really feel like there's a lot of people that are have given up. And so when I'm surrounded by so many people that are giving up, it it it, it lashes onto you and it, it can take you down. It's like it's like quicksand. It's like 
when you're in the pool and someone's drowning, they always say be careful because a drowning man can can make someone that can swim drown because of all the thrashing around and they can take you down too. So be careful. It's very similar to that. So, you know, I you know, I've got to be careful with that. And it I got to be honest, it's it's really got to me because yeah, many of you, I'm not sure if you know or not, I made the announcement on the live here recently that uh, the, the couple of nights ago, I sat down and after years, after years, years, years as a Republican, I paid my dues to the Libertarian Party of the state of Indiana and to the National Libertarian Party. So for the first time in a long time, I'm not a Republican. And like I'm conflicted about that because... You know, for so long I've been a conservative Republican. Now I'm a conservative Libertarian. You know, is, is it a big deal? It's not a big deal. I'm the same person. I still look at things the same way. But I just got so sick and tired of saying my party left me. I feel like the person that's left behind and, and they're all happy. I mean, if I, if I told now Victor Whitehead and other party chairmen have a reason to keep me out of party events. And I just, I, I, I get so sick of that. But then, then I notice that there are some like liberty minded people that are like the same way. And that causes me a, a, a freak out, you know, and, and I'm just worried that, a lot of this is for show, and I don't mean it for show. Like, I really mean what I say. I want things to be better. Was I 100% on board with Kurt Nisley and John Jacob? No, there was lots of things that I disagreed with them about. Two men that were in the Indiana State House. But they were far enough outside of the Republican establishment that I was like, okay, I can get behind these guys. Well, they both got beat in this election. So they're out. Now, the liberty movement, quote-unquote the liberty movement, conservative Republicans, normal people, a couple candidates won, but... I don't know where the state party is going to go. I, I really feel like that might be my calling, but if I do that, it's, it's going to mean that I leave some local stuff behind. I've got other folks that tell me they think that I need to go national, and I know that I've talked about that with you guys before, and there are people who say, no, no, we like the... We like you doing the local stuff, but I feel like to, to make it to the next level, to, to, to get bigger, to open the audience up and, and to maybe be more exposed, to have more exposure, I might need to do a little bit more national coverage. And I'm fine doing that. But everything is a risk, and, and I, I don't mind risk. And I was talking about there being, you know, two, two paths to jump. You jump left, you jump right, and one way is, is one thing, and, and the other way is another thing, and they both carry risk, and they both have reward. 
but the number one thing is someone told me that I could really run with this idea of being the person who feels left out, the person who feels left behind by my party because there's lots of people out there that feel left out or left behind or they don't feel like they fit in and that's where I am right now with all of this politics and the folks that are around me and and people that I look at and that I admire people that I I want to fight people that I want to take down wherever they are I look at them and I see I see them doing their thing and I'm like, I just don't, I, I don't fit in no matter no, what, I, I don't want to fit in with the, the people that I'm trying to fight. But the point is, is like, there are people that buy into what they're saying and will listen to them and they won't listen to me, but I have just as much political knowledge. People simply don't like me because of the candidates that I pick, the candidates that I choose to support, and the reason I pick the candidates that I pick is because they're the ones I feel will do the best for the people. They're the people that won't play the games. They're the people that won't do things just for themselves. But people don't like that, so I'm labeled the bad guy. And because of that, that limits what I'm able to do. And it gets, it gets hard, it gets frustrating. And it wears me down. And so I'm like, well, this is another episode of me bitching and saying we, we, we're, we need to do this and we need to do that, hoping that people out there listening, I know you listen. I need to get to the point where I feel like people are listening and that's becoming a call to action. That's what I'm needing. I'm the man of words. I'm now needing to see action. I want my words to help create action. I want to help foster real change. And I, I you know, I, I hear people say that they, they like the show and they listen and they're learning so much. And a lot of times that's what does it for me and that makes me happy. But I get in these funks where I'm like, am I really making any kind of a difference? Am I spinning my wheel? Am I actually further behind than where I started? Because that would be very depressing if that was the case. That would be very depressing. So, you know, I wonder what, what am I doing? Where are we going? How do we how do we dig out of this hole? We have uh, there's no candidates. There's no truthfully there's no candidates that I'm happy for 
at the state level going into the general election in a couple of months. I mean, at least in January of 2022, in February and March of 2022, I had candidates that I was hopeful for. But it wasn't because they didn't try their hardest. It was because the powers that be stacked up against them. They were ready for them. They had... All of this time since Don Rainwater ran for governor in 2020 to prepare, they saw Donald Rainwater and the message that Rainwater was, and they saw that the people were pissed off and that the people got behind Rainwater. And so they were like, "Uh uh-oh, we're going to be dealing with this again. And they got themselves prepared, and they were prepared, and they were fighting like hell, and they did what they needed to to overcome us, and they one-upped us, they bettered us, they did what they needed to do, and they beat us down. And that's why I'm now in the role of the candidates that just ran and lost, licking our wounds, that's why I sound like, you know... Forgive my language, but a little bitch that's been beat, and now I'm like, uh you know. And I, I need to be able to say, like, no, to hell with that. I'm not like that. I'm going to rise up. And I'll be honest, there is somebody that's making me feel good and, and lets me know that we do have a shot to really make a difference. We're going to be talking to him in the next episode, episode 187. Jeff Maurer, Mar- Morrow, Jeff Morrow, how, whatever his name is, we'll find out what his name is, the Libertarian candidate for Indiana Secretary of State. And people are like, what, the Indiana Secretary of State? Well, what's that? Well, let's just be real for a moment. It's the third highest ranking official in state politics. The order being the governor, the lieutenant governor, and then the secretary of state. And the reason it matters so much is they are the chief election officer of the state of Indiana. And so there's a lot that goes with this race. And the good thing about this man is we want him to win. I want him to win. And we're going to talk to you all about this in the next episode and for the next several months to come. I want him to win. I want him to win. I want him to win. But even if he doesn't win, there are some milestones along the way that if he hits, if certain things happen, he still makes a change in Indiana politics. So this race is going to be important, and it's going to be the most important race in Indiana in this election or, you know, honestly, for the next four years. This race is going to be important. So I have a little bit of hope with this, but I know at the end of the day, what it's going to come down to is if the citizens 
feel strong enough to get out and vote and to make a difference. If the people out there, if the folks that are listening to this and the folks that you contact and the people that we can mobilize feel strong enough to get out and vote in an off-year midterm election when they think it normally doesn't matter, it matters. We should never be voting less than 60, 70, 80% of the registered voters The fact that only 13% shows up, less than 20% shows up, less than 50% shows up, is madness. It's madness. And that's our fault. And I'm going to be pissed off about that. You should be pissed off about that. Because we let the people do what they do. If we showed up at the next election with 86% of the registered voters, there would be no such thing as the establishment. They would cease to exist. We're going to take a break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to this 186th episode of Perception is Reality. We'll be right back. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Vital Farms, established in 2007. Vital Farms, where honest food is raised. Vital Farms' mission is to bring ethical food to the table. They do everything they can to improve the lives of people, animals, and the planet through food. Whether it's giving the girls year-round outdoor access, supporting family farmers, enabling you to trace your eggs back to the farm, or debunking misleading animal welfare claims, you can can always trust Vital Farms to be where honest food is raised. Their pasture-raised eggs, butter, and egg bites are delicious, ethical food that you do not have to question. Vital Farms, where honest food is raised. Check them out at vitalfarms.com today. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Episode 186, Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey, and I think I'm going to salvage this thing right here at the end. We're going to turn it around because when I was talking about Jeff Maurer before the break, it made me start feeling that little bit of hope, and I cannot wait to interview him in the next episode. This episode might be a turd. For all that's listening, you might be like, well, you didn't really cover anything, and that might be true, but it gets us from here to there, and in episode 187, you guys are going to absolutely love it. We're going to be talking with Jeff, and we're going to, number one, find out the proper way to pronounce his name, and number two, we're going to be hearing about all of the amazing things his office has, what it means for us, what, what it has to, to do with Indiana and, and why this race is so important for those of us that want to make things better and are so tired of being blah feeling. And I just got to say for all of you out there, if you're feeling down, depressed, anxious, you've got a friend in me because I am feeling it too, folks. And it's, it's just, I know that we can overcome this and we can do it together and we've got to do it together. We will do it together. But I want to salvage this by telling you the situation with the old shirt, new shirt. And it's not like some up on a hill, old wise man type of, of life advice or, or any crazy analogy that's going to blow your mind. It's just common sense. And so I consider myself to be 
the purveyor of political wisdom, and the connoisseur of common sense, I'm going to impart this on you. When you go to the mall, when you go to some clothing store, and you're walking around and you see that new shirt that looks so good, the colors are sharp and the buttons look nice, and you put it on and it fits, it fits you real well through the shoulders and through the chest, it, it hangs down along your, your pants line really well, and, and you look in the mirror and it makes you look good and you feel good in it. Hell, it's not even been washed and you're just looking at it and you're like, man, I could wear this out of here. Matter of fact, I'm going to buy this and I'm going to throw it on in the car. I'm not even going to worry about washing it. And I want to wash everything that I wear, but this is a nice new shirt. It's snazzy. It's my size. It's great. And you buy it and you take it home and you wear it and you put it in your your clothing array of, of what you wear throughout the weeks and and it it gets into your routine and it's 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 part of your daily wear what you wear throughout the week and it looks good it really looks good and you think that it's doing something for you but over time many many wears many washes you catch it maybe on the, the door as you're leaving. Your pin leaks. You get a ketchup stain on it. You're eating in the car. You're eating in the car a little too much, so you get a little bigger and it doesn't fit the same way. It fades, it tears, it rips, it stains. And in a couple of years, you don't wear it as often. And it's just hanging there or folded there amongst all of the other clothing that you have that's just taking up space. It doesn't do anything for you. It's there in a box or it's there in a bottom drawer where the mice can get in and play, where the, the little buggies can have moth, you know, little mothballs and all that stuff. And, and, and there's just, you know, how, what goes on with all of the piles and piles of old clothing that we have, and eventually it's not doing anything for you. Do you keep it? Do you hang on to it even though it's torn, it's tattered, it's stained, it doesn't fit, it doesn't do anything for you? Or do you throw it out and buy a new shirt that looks nice and, and that's, that's taken care of? and that fits you, and, and that, that is good for the money that you're going to pay. That makes more sense to throw out the old clothing. Don't hang on to it and keep it and let it bog you down. Don't become a hoarder hanging on to trash. No, you get rid of it. You take it to Goodwill. You sell it in the, in the yard sale. You, you, you tear it up and make rags out of it. But you don't hang on to it. You don't try to squeeze into it. You don't wear it with great big holes and it's not doing anything for you. It doesn't cover you the way that it should. You let that crap go and you buy a new shirt. Politicians are like... Shirts, 
during the election period we're shopping and we see all of these nice new shiny shirts and we pick the one that we like and we we do it we we go all the way and and we we buy it and it wins the, the the candidate wins and they're in office and and they're in rotation and then after a period they're not doing anything for us we should not hang on to them we should not collect a whole state house of worthless trash politicians we should throw them out and try on the new shirts we don't hang on to trash or we shouldn't and if you do People call you crazy. They call you a hoarder. You wind up on A&E. Your family's trying to get you to get rid of all of the crap. That's what this is. This is hoarders for politician. And I have arrived with the dumpster and I'm saying, throw out Todd Houston. Throw out J.D. Prescott. Throw out Mike Gaskell. Throw these folks out. Throw these bums out. Throw out Sue Arrington. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, to get rid of our old shirts. They do not fit us any longer. They do not do anything for us. They don't make us feel good. They, they're not bright and shiny. They're faded. They're dull. They're ripped. They're faded. They're stained. They smell. And they don't serve their purpose any longer. Why hold on to those trashy, trashy shirts? We don't. We don't do that in real life. So we shouldn't do it with the trashy, trashy politicians. That was just the, the very quick Reader's Digest version. But you get the point. So that's what we need to start doing, folks. And I'm going to work to get out of my funk so I can help get you all out of your funks so we can really start to do something because we need to. We deserve it. You deserve it. I deserve it. Our neighbors, our friends, our family, and our enemies deserve it. We all deserve better than what we are currently getting. And I'm telling you, as bleak as it can be and as bad as it can be, there is always hope. So we all have to keep that in mind, myself included. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to roll and I'm going to wrap it up on this episode because this is like a cursed episode. But you get it all the same. So this is what it is. Take it for that and understand next episode, episode 187, is going to be fantastic. I'm going to have an amazing guest. I can't wait to have Jeff on the program with us. And that is going to be when we rise out of the ashes and find out what we need to do to change politics in Indiana. And I'm telling you, folks, it's a bleak time. We need something and I'm, I'm hoping that his 
campaign will be just the thing that we need. So be listening for that. It's going to be an amazing episode. That will be episode 187. Until then, you guys take care of yourselves. Be good to each other. Remember, we can make a difference with our own citizen involvement. All we've got to do is get educated and get active. We can make a difference. You guys are fantastic. God bless each and every one of you. Until next time, remember to stay safe, stay tuned, and stay true. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember... Perception, Perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.